0: It is not that I did choose thee, Lord, for, Lord, that could not be. Mm -hmm. Todd's Road Grace Church would like to invite you to listen to a sermon by our pastor, Todd Nyberg. Mm -hmm. We are located at 4137 Todd's Road, two miles outside of Manowar Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Sunday services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 Mm p.m. Bible study is at 945 a.m. Wednesday services are at 7 p.m. Nursery is provided for all services. For more information, visit our website at tod'sroadgracechurch.com. Now here's our pastor, Todd Nybert. I've entitled this morning's message Natural or Spiritual. The text is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 14. The Apostle Paul, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. And in verse 15, he said, But he that is spiritual judgeth or discerneth all things. Natural or spiritual am i a natural man or am i a spiritual man god does not recognize the fleshly distinctions that men make he does not recognize black or white educated or uneducated wealthy or poor, all these distinctions we make, male and female, God does not recognize those distinctions. With God, there is natural or spiritual, the natural man or the spiritual man. Now, what is meant by the natural man? What does the Bible mean by that term? Because it means something different than the way we use the word today. Let me read you a scripture from the book of Jude, verse 19. The book of Jude only has one chapter, that book right before Revelation, verse 19. It says, these be they that separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. Now, the word natural is translated sensual in this passage of Scripture. Now, when we think of sensual, we think of having to do with the senses. A sensual person is someone who uh, perhaps has much emphasis on the feelings of the flesh, the senses and so on. But that's not what the word means here. Notice Jude says, these be they that separate themselves. You know what the word Pharisee means? Separate one, somebody who thinks that what they do, their works, separates them and makes them better than other men. A Pharisee, a separated one, like the Pharisee in the temple. God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are. Now, this is actually the natural man's religion. I do something to separate myself from others. It's actually salvation by works. And Jude says, these be they which separate themselves sensual, utterly fleshly, no spiritual understanding, or they wouldn't have that way of thinking. And then Jude tells us they have not the Spirit. The natural man is the man who has never been born again. The natural man is the man who has never been birthed by the Spirit of God. He is still, the way he came into this world, dead in trespasses and sins. Carnal, fleshly. That's the word. The natural man is the fleshly man. The man who does not have a spiritual nature. The man who is without the Spirit of God. The man who only thinks naturally. David said, in sin did my mother Conceive me. Now, that's a natural man, the way we're born into this world. All of us were born just like this. The scripture says the carnal mind is enmity. What's the carnal mind? The fleshly mind, the natural mind. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. The natural man cannot please God. Well, who is this spiritual man? You know, I've heard unbelievers uh, describe themselves as spiritual people. I may not be religious, but I'm spiritual. I am in touch with my emotions. I'm in touch with the feelings of other people. I'm concerned about the environment. I'm not a materialist. I'm a spiritual man. The spiritual man is someone who has the Holy Spirit. That's the spiritual man. The spiritual man is someone who has been born of the Spirit, and he has a spiritual nature which the natural man does not have. When someone is born again, They're a spiritual man. The Lord said that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We read of the new man. The new creation. The new heart. God said a new heart. I'll give you a heart that was not there before. I love what Peter calls this. The hidden man of the heart. You know, this new man I have, I can't look and say, well, there he is. No, he's hidden. I'm aware of him, but I only have one consciousness, yet I have an old nature and a new nature, both coming through the same consciousness. So this man is hidden in a sense. God sees him clearly. I don't see him as clearly. As long as I have sin, I'll never see him as clearly as I want to see him. But he is there, Peter said, partakers of the divine nature, that which is not corruptible. These are scriptural phrases. Uh, John said this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, He that's born of God, that's the spiritual man, He that's born of God doth not commit sin. Now somebody says, that means he doesn't practice sin. Well, you practice sin and I practice sin every day, every minute as long as we still have a sinful nature. But the new man, the new nature, does not commit sin. For he, the scripture says, cannot sin. He lacks the ability to sin because he's born of God. God's seed remains in him, and he is born of God. Now, spiritual, natural. The natural man is just that, natural. Fleshly. All he understands is the flesh. Maybe very intelligent, but all he understands is fleshly maxims, fleshly philosophy. The spiritual man still has the natural man in him. He still has the sinful man, but he's been born of the spirit and he is now a spiritual man. Now, how is that? How is that? Well, Let's look at our text, verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Do you know if you do not have the Spirit of God, what I'm preaching to you right now, you're gonna say, that's foolishness. I don't believe that. That doesn't even make sense to me. I don't expect it to you if you're a natural man. I'm called upon to preach the gospel And trust God to be your teacher. To give you a new nature. If it's his will. But if I'm not born again. All the gospel is. Is foolishness. Unto me. But the natural man. Receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto them. Neither indeed can he know them. He lacks the ability. To know them. Now this is not a thing of IQ. It's not like a. Believers more intelligent than an unbeliever and has a higher, it, it may be the opposite. Here's the issue. I must have the Holy Spirit. I must have a spiritual nature. If I don't, I can't understand the things of God. You see, they're spiritually discerned. They're spiritually understood. And I can't understand the gospel unless God births me by his spirit. He says in verse 15, but he that is spiritual, he that is spiritual. Now, let me remind you, God said to Adam, in the day you eat thereof, talking about the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said in the day, that very day, during that 24 hour period, actually the second you eat, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now, when Adam ate of that fruit, he didn't die physically, his soul didn't die. He died that very day spiritually. And that's what Paul is talking about when he says, and you hath he given life to who were dead in trespasses and sins. Every man by nature is spiritually dead and they will remain that way until God gives them life through the hearing and the believing of the gospel. Now, I wanna go back uh, to verse six. And I want to just read this passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you could get your Bible and follow along, it would be helpful and see what led Paul to speak of this natural and spiritual. He says in verse 6: howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Now the world considers the gospel foolishness you're going to tell me you're going to be saved by somebody else's works you're going to tell me you're going to be saved by somebody else's righteousness you're going to tell me that there's nothing I can do to please God? why that's foolishness that doesn't even make any sense to me but he but we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Now when Paul is speaking of those people who are perfect he's talking about every believer, perfect in Christ Jesus. My perfection's not in me. My perfection's in Christ. He's perfect. I'm in him. I'm perfect. This describes every believer, perfectly righteous, perfectly accepted, perfectly complete. We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. This is not human wisdom. This is not the wisdom of philosophy. This is not the uh, wisdom AI. We're not speaking the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this, of this world that come to naught. They don't understand it, the leaders and the rulers of this world. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now remember, the gospel is mystery. By mystery, I don't mean it's mystery to me, I don't know. But it is that which we could not have possibly known had not God made it known. I think the first example that comes to my mind is God being one God in three distinct persons, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, not three gods, one God in three distinct persons. Could you have ever figured that out? Of course you couldn't. Could I think, well, I'm going to seek God and figure out who he is. Oh, he must be a trinity, a persons. No, I'd never know that had not God made it known in his holy word. Every doctrine of the gospel is mystery. We would never have known it had not God made it known. Now, he said, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. The Lord said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent, those who believe themselves to be wise and prudent. And you've revealed them unto babes, For even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained, before the world unto our glory. You see, the mystery of the gospel, the truth of the gospel is eternal. It's nothing new. It's what God ordained before the foundation of the world. Verse eight, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, if they really knew who he was, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have done it because they'd know who he is, but they didn't know who he was. That's why they crucified him. But as it's written, verse nine, Now, Paul is appealing to the Old Testament scriptures as it's written. The New Testament had not, the full canon of the New Testament had not yet been written. He's appealing to the Old Testament. As it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. Now, this verse has been used to say none of us can really know what heaven's going to be like. I would agree with that, we know a little bit about it. We know Christ is there. We know there's no sin there. We know it's a place of indescribable bliss, but entering into what all that means, I don't know. But you know, that's not what this verse of scripture is teaching in the first place. It's true, we know very little about heaven. I've heard of people who say they died, and gone to heaven and come back, I don't believe them. I just don't believe them, but here, he is speaking of uh, the things as it's written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither th- entered in the heart of the man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us. So see, he's not talking about something we don't, do not know, but something that God has revealed that we wouldn't have known had he not revealed it. And notice he says, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Do you remember when the Lord said to his disciples, I go and prepare a place for you. I'm going to the cross to prepare a place for you. Every aspect of salvation is what he has prepared for us. Salvation is of the Lord. When the Lord said, it is finished, the preparation was made. I was saved by what he did. It is salvation. It is finished. It's completed. God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Now, anything I know savingly, it's because God has revealed it to me by his spirit. Now, that's not apart from the word. It's through the word. It's not like just some all of a sudden I, I, I know something that I didn't know before. He uses his word. It's not by education though. It's by revelation. God revealing himself to you through his spirit. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The gospel's deep. The fact that I could stand just before God having never sinned because of what Christ did, that's deep. That I've been eternally united to Christ, I've always been in him, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, that's deep. (laughs) The deep things of God, David said such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it's high I can't attain to it. Uh, The deep things of God we don't so much understand as believe. And the Spirit of God has revealed to us the gospel. If you know, listen to this real carefully. If you know how God can be just, absolutely just, and yet justify you or me when we're sinful through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, his life, his death, and his resurrection, that's the gospel. When he lived, I lived in him. When he kept the law, I kept the law. When he died, I died. He paid for my sins. When he was raised, I was raised with him. As he took my sin, he gives me his righteousness and I stand before God perfectly righteous. That's deep. Oh, he reveals the deep things of God, the unfathomable things of God. For what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? The only way you can know what's going on in my mind is if I tell you. No other way. You can guess You can guess. You might guess right sometimes, but the only way you can know is if I tell you. Even so, the things of God knows no man, but the Spirit of God. God's the only one who knows what's in his mind. The Spirit of God's the only one who knows what's in God's mind because he is God. Now, we've received, verse 12, this is Paul speaking. Now, we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Don't miss this word freely. We know the things that are freely given to us of God. What does that cover? Everything. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. He freely gave me a perfect standing. He gave me his righteousness, and he did so freely, not because I paid anything. He freely forgave my sins. I didn't contribute anything in this. God doesn't offer this salvation. He gives it. I hate it when people say God's offering you forgiveness. No, he's not. He, either, he forgives you. He doesn't offer you forgiveness. He forgives he doesn't offer to save you. It's up to you to accept him or reject him. No, he saves. This is who he is. He's the God of glory, and we're made to know by his grace the things he freely gives us. Oh, aren't you thankful that salvation's free? If it if there's something I had to pay, I wouldn't be saved. If there's something I had to contribute, I couldn't be saved. But oh, he makes known the things he freely gives us, which things. Paul says in verse 13, which things also we speak. We speak clearly and boldly the things he's freely given. We don't try to hide God's truth. We don't try to present it in such a way as to to take the offense out or to make it more attractive. Which things we speak. I believe, David said, therefore have I spoken. I hate to hear a preacher who tries to cover up what he's saying to keep from offending people. Paul didn't do that. He said, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, the word of God is spiritual. The words, the Lord said concerning his words, the words that I speak unto you, They're spirit and they are life. Spiritual words that are only received by spiritual people. And the way we understand the scripture, we take one spiritual word and compare it to another spiritual word in the scripture. And that gives light as to what it means. With regard to anything in the word of God, the word of God's consistent. It teaches the same thing everywhere. You can throw the whole Bible at any doctrine to see if it's true. We compare spiritual things with spiritual, that which the Holy Ghost teaches. But, Paul says, and here's where we began, the natural man, the way I'm born into this world, I may be educated, but if I'm not born again, I may have an IQ of 145, I think that's what Einstein's IQ was, but if I'm not born again, I'll never understand the things of the Spirit of God. I can't figure them out. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, the the gospel. How salvation is a free gift. How Christ's righteousness is the righteousness God accepts. How God, before time began, chose a people to be saved. Christ came in time and died for those people, lived for those people, died for those people, saved them. God... The Holy Spirit comes in time and gives them life. The things of the Spirit of God, the gospel, that the natural man has no understanding of. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness in him. Neither indeed can he know them. He lacks the ability to know them because they're spiritually discerned. You have to have a spiritual nature. Born of the Spirit to understand the things of the Spirit of God. But, verse 15, he that is spiritual, that means you got a new heart, you got a new mind, you got a new will. He that is spiritual judges or discerns all things. You see, the spiritual man knows God. You see, I know the Lord. I know, and I, when I hear something that's contrary to his nature or his attributes, I know it because I know him. <laughs> we love him as he is. We love his sovereignty. We love his justice. We love his righteousness. We love his immutability. We love his eternity. I mean, everything about God we love that he's revealed in his word. And we know him, and we, we know and discern when we're hearing something that's contrary to him. He that's spiritual Judges all things, yet he himself is judged or discerned of no man. Now, no natural man, man with only one nature, could understand a believer. Now, the believer understands him because he's got got the same nature that natural man does. He still has his old sinful nature. He understands how the man thinks, what he feels, because he has that. But the natural man cannot understand the spiritual man. It's a mystery to him. He's clueless. You see, if you only have one nature, you certainly cannot understand somebody that has two natures. It's foolishness to you. It doesn't make sense to you, and you can't see it. But he that is spiritual discerns all things. He knows the gospel. He knows Christ. You know, the example I would think of is the thief on the cross. He he was only... Uh, Born again for just a little time. And yet he knew that Jesus Christ was God. He knew he was sinless. He knew he would come back as a mighty reigning king. He knew he was Lord. How did he know? Because he knew him. That's the spiritual man. He knows the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he that spiritual judges all things. Just like that thief on the cross did. Yet he himself is judged of no man. The thief's buddy didn't understand him. That was that on the other side of the cross. Four, verse 16, who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Nobody, but, Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. He doesn't say we think like him. He says we have his mind. Every believer has the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ sees his Father as altogether glorious. We see his Father as altogether glorious. Christ knows that he himself is salvation. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. We know that he is salvation. We have the mind of Christ because we're partakers of the divine nature. And this describes every believer without exception. We have the mind of Christ, natural or spiritual. Lord, make us spiritual so we can look to Christ only. Now, we have this message on DVD and CD if you call the church or Uh, Look at our website, you can get the message there. This is Todd Nybert praying, God will make himself known to you. That's our prayer, amen. To receive a copy of the sermon you have just heard, send your request to todd.nyberg at gmail.com or you may write or call the church at the information provided on the screen.